You are listening to the South Tacoma Assembly of God Sunday Morning Service Podcast. We pray that the Word of God in this message will cause you to grow and that you will be strengthened as you walk out the unique purpose that God has placed inside of you. Well, good morning, South Tacoma Assemblies. What a mighty God we serve. Yet we are here today and we are giving God the glory for all that He has done in our lives and i want us to take time to pray and believe god for your portion i pray that this word that god has prepared for us will allow us to in oh huh, be better than we were yesterday and i want us to believe god for what he has in store for us on this day let us pray father right now we give you thanks and we ask your blessing upon this day that you made lord we have an option we can rejoice or we can do something else. And Lord, we choose to rejoice because of who you are and what you've become in our lives. Lord, I pray that you forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray, God, that you would bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. We hear yet on another Sunday morning giving thanks to God for the word of God. And I want to, uh, uh, really, I want to say that God is bigger than anything that you're going through. Don't give up. Press in. Know where Jesus is at and give him opportunity to do the miraculous in your life. Pray. Believe. Identify with the things and allow the wisdom of God to carry you through whatever you're going through. Remember, God is bigger than anything that you're going through. Oh, remember, I, I, we've been talking about the five DQs, amen? Or we've been talking about the five daily questions. And how many remember what number one is? Amen. How many of you wrote those, uh, have written these down? Or how many of you are, uh, are, are fully uh, engaged and aware of where they are? But we're going to go over all five of them. <laughs> number one. What old behaviors can no longer be tolerated? We said, listen, old behaviors that you've outgrown, it's no longer relevant for what God has for you. So allow those things to not be a hindrance to your life. Remember, they're old behaviors. God wants us to, oh, start afresh, new beginnings, see the change. Look at number two. It says, what new changes have been discovered? Amen. There should be a discovery. There should be a, a, a search for something in the area of change every day. God wants to bring change to our life. He doesn't want us to be stagnant. He doesn't want our life to be mundane, but he wants our life to be a life of discovery. We have steps of discovery, discovery that we, t- I mean, we take steps and we move in the direction that we know is going to advance us in the kingdom. Number three, have I taken responsibility for my action and moved on? Remember, listen, no whining, no complaining, no defense when you are wrong. Take responsibility for your action, but most of all, move on. Number four, do I have a good accountability partner? Listen, don't trust anybody above the level of accountability. If they can't be accountable, then how can you trust them? Get someone in your life that's not going to pamper you, but someone that is going to hold you accountable. Number five, have I maintained a healthy perspective on my new beginnings? Anytime you discover something new, make sure you maintain a healthy perspective on it. Don't lose sight of it, and don't deal carelessly with your destiny. 
and always we end with what you feed will grow and what you starve will die. So feed yourself the word of God. Allow the word of God to grow in your life. And here we are again. We're talking about where is Jesus in our lives, part three. And our scripture text is out of Philippians 4, verses 10 through 13. And it says, how I praise, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have a chance to help me. Verse 11. Not that I have ever, <laughs> ever in, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned, I love this, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. We're going to deal with that I've learned. <coughs> because I believe here, Paul's talking about Listen, his self-preservation. In other words, he's talking about the things that he've learned because what you learn, I mean, remember, what your feed will grow and what your star will die. What you learn that has brought oh, success to your life, you don't want to lay that thing down. You want to embrace it. You want that thing to be uh, cycled in your life uh, constantly. I want to pray and believe God that, listen to me, your life is fuller. Things that you're learning on a daily basis. And Paul here is expressing these two things that he learned. Number one, think about this. Number one, he says, I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. Now, I like that because this content means satisfied and, and gratified. When you think about satisfied, being the satisfaction of being satisfied or the gratified, I mean, you, you got to understand that it speaks volume of contentment because both, both of these speak volume of where Jesus, who is within our lives, have made a difference. And we want, we want listen, so when, when, you, when you have something that has been, been, been that has made you satisfied, you, I mean, you want to relive that thing again. You want that thing to, to be a breath of fresh air in your life constantly so you don't let it go. How much more? When we read our Bibles, when we pray, it should be something that makes a difference in our life. Listen, prayer should gratify, be gratifying, not <laughs> a task or a challenge or an issue. It should be something that we desire. It should be something, of course, we should do. But Paul says, listen, I've learned how to be content. With where I, <laughs> with what I have. Now uh, think about that from the standpoint. We have so much, <laughs> but yet we complain about what we don't have enough of. Now, when you think of that, you have to say, "Listen, am I enjoying what I have, or I'm too busy trying to get more?" <laughs> I mean, th there's such a thing as <laughs> enjoying what you have. And being appreciative. But if you are constantly trying to reach for something else before you can even enjoy that, I mean, come on. That has really, re I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm, I, I look at all that I have and I'm saying, my goodness, Lord, forgive me for not being a good steward because I got all of this and all of that. And, and I'm thinking about those that are in need. Amen. 
Just not a guilt trip, but a bringing the understanding that, listen, where is Jesus in your life with your giving or your receiving? you got to know where those things are because they will help you have a balanced life. Look at verse 12. Because verse 12 speak of the second I have learned. He says in verse 12, I know how to live on almost nothing or everything. I have learned the secrets of living in every situation. What is your secret for living in every situation? Or do you have a secret? In other words, there's something here that Paul is talking about. I've learned, but I have a secret. In other words, he has a, a, a you know, sometimes we just need to have that thing that we know, that, uh, that, uh, that, that uh, uh, niche in life that you know it has helped you become who you are now. Now you, uh, you hold on to that because it, 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 it st- uh, sta- stabilizes you. It satisfies you. It balances you. He says whatever it is, whether it is with a full stomach or an empty stomach, with plenty or little. Paul said, look, I, I, I know how to deal with both of them. And I think we have to say I've learned the secret of living in every situation because of what Jesus has become in our lives. Now in Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3, 6 and 7, we always go. But to, today, I want us to go through the whole verses 1 through 5 and bring understanding to how we should understand the secrets. The Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. In other words, when David was speaking in, in Psalms and he was talking about the secret place, he was talking about that place that will protect, will guard, oh my goodness, will cover, I mean, yeah, listen, God wants to cover us. As we cover others in prayer, God is covering our prayers. Listen, Jesus is not <laughs> having brunch and out in lunch, whatnot. He's interceding on our behalf. He's our advocate. He's our advocate to the Father. And I don't know about you, but I like the fact that God has given us someone that we can embrace according to who, oh my goodness, he has become in our life. Now, look at verse 2, because verse 2 says, if you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Now, look at verse 1. Verse 1 really puts it in perspective. He says, my children, never forget these things I have taught you. Store my commandments in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. There's that word satisfying, gratitude gratifying i mean oh my goodness you have to know that the word of god jesus is the word the scripture says the word of god is there to bring satisfaction even in the time of trouble even in the times of of just uh, uh, calamity jesus wants us to be satisfied in the relationship look at three it says never let loyalty or kindness leave you very key Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Look at, look at, look at how Solomon is speaking here in, in, in Proverbs. He's saying, according to his folly, according to the things that he failed on, now he can write about it. He can say, don't do these things, okay, but do this. He said, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck. In other words, let them support your thinking. 
Amen. Let them support. Let them be the connection between your heart and your mind. Oh, I love that. It says in verse verse four it says, then you will find favor with both God and people. Oh, hello. Hello. I mean, goodness. And you will learn uh, that word 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 earn earn a good reputation. Amen. It's a reward. It's a reward. Both favor with favor and think about this. <laughs> and your portion. Your portion will be as what as a result of what favor produces. I mean, I think about this all the time. There were so many times where I thought that God couldn't forgive me for some of the things that, that I've done. And I, I mean, I thank God that I was delivered from that. And I know that my freedom is my portion. But there was times where I said, my goodness, Lord, how can, how can you for, forgive me? And this is early in my walk with, with him. And I tell you what, there's something about God assuring you. If Jesus in me said, listen, I've forgiven you. Now forgive others. And oh my goodness, the word took root. And now it's something that I hold on to. It's something that, that, that has affected the condition of, of my heart. He said, I mean, tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Look at verse, verse, verse 4 again. Then you will find favor with God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. It's always good to have a good reputation. Now we go into to some of our favorite and, and how we put things in pers- perspective according to, I believe, for, for Paul, his secret. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seeking his will, verse 6 says, seeking his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Listen, Paul knew what path to take as a result of his relationship with Christ. I love Paul because Paul had a testimony because of what he was with Saul. We talked about that last week. And I want you to really hear me. Every one of us have a story. Every one of us have a testimony. I believe we don't tell our testimony enough. But not only that, I believe sometimes we don't use our testimony as a prop. or We don't use our testimony as a platform or foundation or something that we can springboard off of. But Paul, Paul used, well, I mean, come on, if uh, Agrippa, <laughs> one of the leaders, I mean, he says, you almost persuaded out me <laughs> to become saved. Why? Because of his testimony. Sometimes our testimony is just a, a replica of what somebody else is going through, but they haven't had the Jesus <laughs> that help you. Now you can provide them with the abilities, oh my goodness, to receive that. Look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Hallelujah. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Now, in Matthew Henry uh, concise commentary, it, it, it speaks it like this. It says, we must trust in the Lord with all our hearts, believing he is able and wise to do what is best. He knows what's best. Those who know themselves find their own understanding a broken reed, mm. which if they 
lean upon it, will will fail. Hmm. It says, do not design anything but what is lawful. And beg God to direct thee in every case, though it may seem quite plain. Amen. The simplicity of the word. In all our ways that prove pleasant. In all our ways that prove pleasant. In which we gain our point. We must acknowledge God with with thankfulness. Are you thankful? There's something about understanding this this portion of scripture because listen, when you start talking about the secret place, when you start talking about the secret that you've gained, sometimes when you go through something, that's a time to gain. <laughs> I guess you can call it a secret self, but that's a time to gain not only understanding of what you just went through, but what you have learned as a result of oh my goodness coming out of it. You weathered the storm. This is why you weathered the storm. This is how you weathered the storm. You trusted God. You prayed. You believed. When others said, give up. When others, come on, come here, Job. Job said, when his wife, I mean, his wife said, just curse God and die. Job said, look, woman, (laughs) you don't even sound like a wife. Listen, what he had underwent as a result of serving God, giving God his all. I mean, even his wife <laughs> bailed on him. But Job trusted God. He stayed with God. I said he stayed with God. All right. I want to. I want us to 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 really focus on what we learn because listen, when we learn those things that are necessary for our success, we can't forget them. We can't forget how. The word of God has been, oh, there at every juncture of our life, helping us to overthrow. And let me tell you something. Sometimes the word of God is that person, that accountability partner. Sometimes the word of God, I mean, goodness, is, 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 is merely that, 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 that song that, that God has provided for, oh, my, that's, I mean, some, sometimes we don't have the right, have praise songs. I, I learned a long time ago. When I'm sad, that's not time to go and play uh, some old sad music and go. You need something that's going to lift you up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord is one of the f- my favorites. I mean, it 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 it, it throws me oh into uh, a second gear, uh, a gear that I know is necessary for me to m- forward march. I want us to go back to Philippians four. Now, I want us to look at verse 13. It says, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, there's something about that that I don't think we really understand. Because I could do everything it doesn't mean you can do everything. <laughs> what God provides the strength for it's according to purpose, according to his will. He provides the strength. God's not gonna go, going to go to strengthen you to do something that's going to be out of his will. He's going to bring strength to the things that are going to bring advancement. He, I listen, so in other words, don't just put your hands to any and everything and do it and call it God. Sometimes God's not in that. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, speak volume of doing that which is going to bring glory to kingdom 
It's going to bring glory to God, but most of all, it's going to bring you a reputation that speaks volume of the man or the woman of God that you have become as a result of where Jesus is in your life. You see, we talked about lives that are fueled by the word of God. Never experience emptiness. You never experience emptiness. Why? Because the things that, that you and I are fueled by represents our, oh my goodness, our ability to conquer, to overcome. Think about this. The scripture says in, in Romans 8, Romans 8 and 1. Now think about it. There's no, is there therefore now no condemnation to those who are what? In Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. But it goes farther because there's a pause there. There's a comma there. There's a pause. He said, that walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. In other words, there's a condition there. And you and I must recognize that the word of God will bring, oh, my goodness, it brings jubilee. It brings, oh, restoration. It brings all these things as a result of being in Christ. But when you are in Christ, you have to do the what's within the parameters of Christ. I, I, I love the fact that there are things that God wants us to see below the surface as a result of what it actually represents in the fullness. Oh, in the fullness. Sometimes we see things from the surface or superficial, and we can't really grasp the fullness of it. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you have to investigate. Sometimes you have to dig. I say sometimes you got to dig stop being lazy you have to look at the things that god wants you listen sometimes the blessing is in the digging sometimes the blessing is in oh listen i don't know about you but i i when we talked about the story with 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 saul last week oh <laughs> saul had a <laughs> had a purpose he had an agenda but oh i thank god for intervention and I, I said last week that that Stephen prayed. Stephen prayed for for Saul. Yeah, he didn't call out his name, but he said when they were stoning him, he said, "Lord, forgive them." He said, "Forgive them." Oh, forgive them. He said, "Don't allow what is happening to me. Don't allow it to be uh, uh, counted against them." What a prayer! I mean, what a prayer. And I'm telling you right now, there's so much to living, so so much to, to, to gain as a result of focusing on where Christ is in your life. Because when you focus where Christ is in your life, you begin to spend more time with him. You want him in every area. You don't want him just in the living room. You want him in the kitchen. You want him in the bedroom. You want him in the places that matters the most. And let me tell you something. He's already there. He's just waiting on you and I to acknowledge him. You see, last week I said, lives not fueled by the word of God may result in anxiety, a lack of patience, giving up, painful loss of personal output. Now, that's a big one. Painful loss of, of, of a personal output. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we, we, we get sad. We have nobody to pick us up because we've put ourselves on an island. Now the enemy is trying to pick us off. Let me tell you something. If you got anger, you got bitterness on your on board, listen to me. You, you, you are, are falling in that trap that will create pain. 
And let me tell you something. When you start talking about output in your personal life, according to the relationship that you establish, it's amazing how people can say, all I need is Jesus. All I need is God. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's measured. Because if you think about it, the scripture says we're to pray for one another. Amen. We're to love one another. We are to be there for one another. It says we are to confess our faults one to another, but you got to be careful who you're telling your faults. But I'm telling you, there's things that we have to grasp in the fullness. And I'm telling you right now, we have to recognize that there are things that you and I have to understand. It fuels our life through the word of God. But when it doesn't, when it's not there, when that that, that word of God is not fueling our life, then again, painful, painful loss of personal output, as well as an absence of social interaction. Listen, there's things that I, amen. There, there, last week I talked about bringing things into focus and 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 how sometimes with with social media it, it, it's, a, it's a blessing because you've made contact with someone that you lost contact with but let me tell you something keep it real amen keep it where it belongs don't start giving crazy stuff out because you you don't know where that person been you don't know what that person's been been through and you're gonna all of a sudden because you 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 renew <laughs> or you you your reunion has now uh brought oh my goodness back together make sure you ask some questions ask the right questions amen and i will be w- one that who to say is <laughs> where's christ in your life amen look at ephesians 10 because listen when you start thinking about i have strength from in christ for all things i have strength in other words there's things about what paul says he said i can do all things in other words there's strength in all things in Christ. Okay. Now let me let me let me say this. There's something about the word of God that brings strength to you. F- for, for example, when you when you when you when you see the words uh, with God all things are possible, do you believe it? Is that something that you grab and run with? That's something when when you see or get a diagnosis or when you get something you, I mean, you, is that, do you really see that very, oh, uh, scripture? Do you see that quote from scripture that <laughs> with God all things are possible? Or you relent and create uh, your own uh, ideology of what has happened? Listen, God is able. I said God is able. And here Paul says, I have strength. For all things in Christ. When you are a believer, you are infused or filled with an inner strength. And that inner strength is there to help you not only in times of need, but times when others are in need. And you have to know that God has brought them across your mind. God has brought them in your heart. And sometimes when we were, we're thinking about someone, listen, that's not down to re- <laughs> reminisce of or reflect on something uh, negative or even positive for that matter, it might be the time where God is saying, that person is in, in, in need of your prayer. So pray. Believe God. Oh, I've been seeing this, so it might, must be something to this. I keep saying this. Uh, listen, there's something about 
if you've been separated from a person or you've been, I mean, th this person's been, been out of your life and all of a sudden they come into your life or all of a sudden there's something that you, you start to feel uh, towards them. I mean, uh, I mean, there's something about that, 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 that really sticks out. Listen, don't take that lightly. In other words, pursue it because there's something in it. Now, in Ephesians 6, we talk about strength. We talk about Paul again. And Paul, he is talking to the church at Ephesus. He says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, listen, there's spiritual strength and courage. And I believe all of us need that spiritual strength and that courage. Because, listen, a few weeks back, we talked about the weapons of our warfare and our karma. But mighty through the God, through the pulling down of the stronghold. Here, this is talking about being strong in the Lord and in the power's might because it's a necessity. To be strong in the Lord is to know him. It's to know where Jesus is. It's to create, oh my goodness, an atmosphere and an environment. When we talk about realms of that where, where the Holy Spirit has, has brought us into different realms and teaching us the things of heaven, listen to me, you have to, when you, when you ascend, Oh, into those places. I mean, think about this. When you when you really in the praise and worship, praise will get you going. But it's going to take a time. <laughs> it's going to take a toll on the physical body to a point where the praise is going to so, to so give you that crescendo. But let me tell you, you got to come down. But when you come down, it should be in a in a in a place where now you're basking in worship and you're basking in, in the things. Oh my goodness. Well you are now looking at God. I just want you I just want to meditate. I want to just be in the present. I just want want to oh my goodness. Let your Shekinah glory be the visitation now. Uh, in this there's there's something about the power. The power of his might. You see when you talk talking about the power might listen there's a strength in God that surpasses our finite minds, our thinking. Think about it. We, it, it I equate it to a, a miracle versus a cure. Listen, there's something about a miracle that, oh, I mean, all involved or uh, 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 woad and I uh, just, 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 just downright, they, they can't, they, uh, uh, they can't, amen. They're overwhelmed. Amen. When you start looking at it from that perspective, that's the power of his might. And I believe that is the spiritual strength and the courage that are needed for our spiritual warfare and our stability. Let me say this. I, I, there's been, been things that you and I have gone through. And they, they, they were, they were short-lived. And there's things that we have gone through that lingered. I mean, it was, oh, <laughs> months years i mean it was a long time and it finally there was a, a breakthrough let me tell you something those short-lived ones but those long ones oh my goodness you the things that you've learned but most of all the strength that has come out of it so i mean some of some of the things that you say that the enemy won't come he won't come that that d direction with me again because of what i've gained the secret oh that that I mean I I now have the secret to what it takes to overthrow that lust can't 
can't overthrow me anymore. Oh my goodness, thievery or uh, stealing can't overthrow me anymore because Jesus is in all oh, my conduct. <laughs> Amen. See, when we look at our lives and where Jesus is, we are in combat with an enemy that was will stop at nothing to get between our relationship with Jesus. And, and you got to know that. In other words, we, 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 we're not fighting a sin battle. We're fighting, oh my goodness, relationship. I mean, you could ask for forgiveness of sin. But my te- my <laughs> listen, my brothers, my sisters, if the enemy can take you out of, oh my goodness, your relationship with God, Repentance is what brings you back. Does that make sense? In other words, the enemy just, I mean, he, he, he's a long-term planner. So he'll let you uh, praise and hop about speaking in tongues and all that other stuff. But then he looks at your conduct. He's watching what you're doing. You see, he's determining where, he's determining where our relationship with Jesus through our speech and our action. And then he makes adjustments accordingly. If he does that, why can't we? I think we should do the same. Take a look at what we are saying <laughs> along with what we are doing and make adjustments according to ensure that we're not giving the enemy any <laughs> foothold or any stronghold in our lives because of our actions. Don't be so predictable that the enemy can plot and plan a stumbling block. And watch this. Jesus is constantly saying, hey, Hey, look before you. Look out for you. I mean, there's so, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Listen to me. I don't know about you, but there's been time when I'm saying, I don't feel right. This, something's not, I mean, and you, 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 you start to feel funky and, and, and your environment starts to feel anything but pleasant. Listen to me. That's not the time to get on a telephone. That's the time to pray and say, Lord, what is this? That's the time to call uh, your prayer partner and say, listen, this is what I'm feeling. Let's pray. Let's believe God. Or sister's going through, and I, I, I just see her, but I don't know what she's going through. That's the time to get the, the praying because you have, oh, my goodness, you have the ability to make adjustments to uh, your time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> What's important? Isn't it amazing how you ask somebody to, uh, to pray and they're not going through it? So they have a choice. But let them go through. Oh, my goodness, they want everybody to pray. They want every church to pray. Let me tell you something. We should take every time somebody asks us to pray, we should take it serious and we need to pray. We need to believe God. If I tell you on, on, I'm praying now, I'm praying now. If I tell you I'm going to pray, it might be because I can't pray right then and there, but I will pray. Yes. You see, when we look at how God has given Jesus to us, or how God has given his word and the relationship, we must recognize it's there not just for the better good, but it's there to bring something that you and I uh, alone, independent of the word, can't produce. God, oh, he wants to spend so much time with us in Jesus. Are you with me? Listen, are we tolerating old behaviors? Are we following new paths? Think about that from the standpoint. Sometimes we don't make the adjustments because the old behavior has gotten us stuck in a rut. And the enemy knows that. So he placed us in a position where we can't receive uh, 
Well, I shouldn't say he does. We does. We, that's our fault because we, we, we know better. Amen. <laughs> we quote scriptures that says we know better. But let me ask you this question. Are you applying it? Application is key. You see, we are fighting for our spiritual stability and consistency to deal with this ever-changing world we live in. Listen, things are not going to be hunkadory. Jesus is not coming back, amen, for a peaceful world that peace, peace. The Bible even says when everything is hollering peace, peace, <laughs> that's a warning. Look out, <laughs> amen. Now, what I'm saying to you is there's so much going on around us that you have to be aware. But let me tell you something. In your awareness, make sure you know where Jesus is at. Where is Jesus in our life? Now I wanna, I wanna, wanna, I wanna, uh, wanna end, or I wanna digress just a little bit, and I wanna talk about something that we we talked about last week, just to bring understanding that really there's secrets, there's things in in our life that is important that we we grab a hold to, like David. I mean, David knew where God was in his life, even when David sinned. He knew where God was in his life because, listen, David went on a fast. He was in sackcloth and ashes. I mean, he did all those things. I mean, <laughs> he did it after Nathan said, you're the man, after he sinned. Oh, but let me tell you something. It's, a, it, it's, it's in this something when somebody tells us you need to get your act together. <laughs> we refuse to do it. Yeah, amen. When, listen, freedom is in repentance. Freedom is in compassion. Letting it go and getting it right. And listen, last week we talked from John 3 with our brother Nicodemus. You see, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a Jewish ruler. I mean, he, he, was, he was a Pharisee and a Jewish ruler. He was a part of the Sanhedrin council. And he, he sought out Jesus in the secrecy of the night. Amen? <laughs> in the secrecy of the night. Amen? <laughs> Brother didn't want to be seen. <laughs> Amen? He sought Jesus. And again, I said, Nicodemus. Amen? Had his eyes on Jesus. Because the Bible didn't say he, somebody led him to Jesus. The Bible says he went to Jesus by night. So he knew where Jesus was. There's, there's so many people that, that know where Jesus but they refuse to go. Or they know somebody that does. And they refuse to ask them to take. Let me tell you something. I want you this week to pray and ask God for the leading of the Holy Spirit. That, listen, that, this you be someone that would lead somebody to Christ. Yeah, okay. Help me with that. You can. You can because of where Jesus is in your life. Nicodemus, really, the Bible says in verse 2, it says, after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. He said, Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Talked about learning. We talked about teaching. He said that. Now, 
what I, I what I'm want to focus on. He says we all know. We all know doesn't mean that we all accept, because we know that the high priest and all those folks, <laughs> they, they wouldn't accept it because <laughs> they were afraid of losing their job. He said, "Listen, you were called to teach us. You were sent to teach us. Look at verse, 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 uh, uh, part B of, of verse two. He says, your miraculous signs are evident that God is with you. Now, that's key. He said, your miraculous signs are evident that God is in. In other words, they <laughs> knew where Jesus was, but they spoke of what he could do or the authority, the power. Paul says, hey, look, uh, I wasn't in need, but thank God that you were trying to bless me again. He said, but I have learned how. He said, I've learned how to cope with an empty stomach or a full stomach. And he said, I know how to be content. Jesus, we always said, oh, he was the son of God. But let me tell you something. The Bible says he was at all point tempted, but without sin. In other words, in, in, in other words, he <coughs> came in this <laughs> likeness of sinful flesh. But this is what I wanted to focus on in closing. I wanted to focus on it takes a new birth or the strength to receive a new birth. And if you have accepted Christ, then you have taken that step. And now you are a new creation. You are a man. You know where Jesus is at. Because he brought you in. Are you with me? Because he brought you in. Well, let's say it like this. You asked for forgiveness. And through forgiveness, it became an open door. Jesus said, I come, I stand at the door and knock. In, in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. If any, <laughs> amen. If, if any man opens the door, amen, he's not going to push his way in. Amen. He's not a robber. <laughs> he said, if any man opens the door, he said, I will come in and have supper with you. In other words, I will come and become a part of you. So you know where I am, and I don't know where you are. Are you with me? But listen, the miraculous thing about it was they saw the sign, but only Nicodemus was the one that pushed forward. He pushed forward because he had a secret place in his heart that was being touched. And that secret place caused him to go beyond himself. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And I want to end on this. There's things that you and I know as believers. But there's unbelievers out there. There's people that even might even be watching me now that, have, uh, that know of Jesus, know that he's out there. But where, I mean, in others' life, I mean, think about it. They call uh, a lot of folks in the church hypocrites. And for the, for the most part, some of that is true. But I'm here to tell you, listen to me, don't be a hypocrite, though. I'm here to tell you that there are things that God wants you to see and do as a result of what has happened for you. And I want somebody, I've been praying that this week somebody will find you.
Somebody will come to you and say, what must I do to be saved? Somebody, uh, Nicodemus, I'm going to pray for a Nicodemus in your life, that you would be able to actually be a part of winning somebody over to Christ because of where Jesus is in your life. Hallelujah. Let's bow our head and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, that you would so help us be come more than than uh, a tinkling and sounding brass, but Lord, we become God proactive. We become prayer warriors. We become seers. We become what is necessary for each and every one of us to be. Oh, that which God you have called us to be. Lord, I thank you right now for the things that you are doing, how you are doing them, when you are doing them. And I pray that the things that Lord will help us, God become better oh, at what we do. I thank you for that right now. Lord, we just so embrace you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're out there and you haven't given your life to Christ, well, what an awesome time to do it. I said, what an awesome time to do it. What a, I mean, where Jesus is. The Bible says he's not sitting high and looking low, but he's right there on the right hand of the Father interceding for us. And I believe because you were watching, he's interceding on your behalf. Now, it's time for you to accept him. So, I just want you to bow your heads and repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge my sin, my transgression. Lord, I'm asking that you forgive me of my transgression, my sin. And Lord, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe your son Jesus died on the cross, rose on the third day for me. And I'm asking you to come into my life. Make me whole. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. Oh, believe God. Trust him. You prayed that prayer. I mean, if even if you need to rededicate your life and you pray that prayer listen to me God has forgiven you of sin now is time to recognize where Jesus is in your life and begin to oh allow him not to run your life but to be a part of what he has given as your oh my goodness purpose in life he will do that oh find your good place to go oh South Tacoma is available but I'm telling you right now if you there's things that God wants to do for you as a result of your surrender. Let him do it. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Let's take time to close. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come yet on another day. Lord, I pray, God, that your people will see who you are. And those, God, that are, uh, are right now, Lord, are suffering from any form of illnesses, anything that, Lord, will whether it's COVID, Lord, we just lift up those that right now are struggling with COVID right now. I pray, God, I pray that you would touch their lives and you would, oh, bring healing. Those that are uh, are suffering from, from Lord, the inability to breathe uh, freely, God. Those that, Lord, are one step away from the ventilator. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that that ventilator will not become a part of their portion, God, but I pray for total healings right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, there are many uh, that are suffering from cancer and so, some, so many, uh, uh, some form of disease, God. 
I pray in the name of Jesus for you bring healing right now. Uh, right now, healing. Oh, Holy Spirit, touch their bodies. Touch their mind. Mentally, God, move. Oh, let the miracle take place. Let a miracle take place by the blood of Jesus right now. And Lord, we lift up our president before you. Touch him. Touch his family. Lord, we pray for our military, men and women, God. Oh, and their families. I pray for a mighty touch. Oh, what a blessing. Oh, God, they have been. I pray right now that you would touch them both on and domestic, God. Put your hedge of protection and wall of fire around them. And Lord, I lift up, God, our community service. Oh, those that, Lord, are right now, even the first responders, Lord, the, the law enforcement, those, God, that right, oh, those that are touching lives, God, every day as a result of their occupation, their job, oh, and what it relates to, God. I pray for their families that await them at home, God. I just know, and I pray that you will bless them, God. Bless Uncle Coleman, God. Oh, teach us, God, your ways. Lord, we love you. We say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to give a shout-out, oh, my goodness, to Sarah Butler. I want to give a shout-out to Louisa Butler, the birthdays. I mean, the, the, this, this, uh, I want to shout-out to uh, Kyron. I mean, oh, there's there's so many in, in, in September. I mean, one of the biggest things that I, I think about is all that we have and what we do. I mean, Linda, I mean, there's there's so many, so many of them out there. I just can't remember them all, but I'm telling you, Sylvia, hey, blessing. We give you thanks ah, for your life. And I'm telling you what a mighty God we serve. In Jesus' name, be blessed. We love you. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to find out more information about our church, give online, or just stay connected throughout the week, visit us on the web by clicking the link in the description. We look forward to being with you next week.